0: again, and welcome to another edition of Mastermind Minutes. My name is Gary Grosso. I am the founder and managing partner for Franchise Growth Solutions. Uh, that is what we believe to be the premier franchise development and franchise sales organization in the country, also the publisher of FranchiseMoneyMaker.com. Uh, and uh, for those of you new to the podcast, mastermind minutes is a very simple concept we have one guest we have one topic and we get one answer uh usually in minutes not hours and uh while we realize that is generally never enough at the end of the program we will give you all the contact information for our guest today and you can reach out to him or the company directly if you'd like to learn more about uh what they do and the services they provide and whether or not that might be a good fit for you and today Our guest is Doug Smith, and by the way, Doug was the very first ever guest on Mastermind Minutes, and he's back again here two and a half years later, probably should have had you back before that, but what we're going to talk about today is, you know, Doug's been running all over the country, we'll we'll, we'll get to that, but he's the director of sales for America's Best Restaurants, which is a a digital marketing agency that works with restaurants uh, really around the world, and America's Best Restaurants generates trackable that's a key word there, trackable ROI uh, using a unique ROI engine platform. Uh, he is uh, a 27 year veteran of, of radio sales and marketing. And Doug, I love when you're on the program. And uh, I love when we get together and we chat because you are a wealth of information when it comes to restaurants and marketing and helping restaurant tours make money. Uh, but before we get into the question, tell us a little bit about what's been going on at America's best restaurants, Doug Smith. And then I'm very curious behind you, it says red ocean, blue ocean. Now why don't you kind of give us all of that? And then, then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what you've been doing and the question that I have lined up for you.
1: Sounds good. I appreciate being back on Gary. And in two and a half years, I've aged considerably while you still look the same. I think that's <laughs> a bit ridiculous, but you know, no, since the last time we spoke, we've added a media division, which is America's Best Restaurants, the the digital and marketing network. And we have visited over 700 restaurants across the country and helped document their story and give them different tools to help stand out, which I'll explain with the Red Ocean, Blue Ocean. And as you said, on the marketing side, it's something that is trackable. Uh, That's one of the biggest mysteries in marketing in general is does it work? Oh, I sold radio for a long time, and I never got a chance to walk into a client and go, "Hey, you invested five thousand, and I put fifty in your coffers." No one knew. So, what our CEO Matt Platt created is something that is trackable and it's tangible, and you can put your fingers on it and be able to help. You invested X, and it generated Y, which is which is really cool. And when you can help affect the success of these independent restaurants and restaurant tours, especially during COVID, we had numerous people tell us that we helped them keep their doors open during COVID. And it's not just business that, that really gets personal. And we've created a lot of friendships out of either clients and non-clients just because we know we helped. And that, that, that really means a lot to us and our entire staff.
0: Yeah. And that makes sense. I remember uh, when, when, COVID was first upon us, I guess that was March of 2020. And actually COVID is what inspired this podcast because uh, I would go online and I would uh, see and sometimes actually listen for hours to folks who were, I don't want to, there's nothing wrong with with capitalism, but they were capitalizing on the wrong thing. They were capitalizing on the fear of individuals. And there were people talking about franchising and marketing and restaurants who I know for years, and I also know they don't know anything about it, and they would have 10 or 15 people, everyone was talking at the same time, and they were basically just feeding into that, and uh, why do I mention that? Because what you mentioned really is the human level, and that is you're helping business people, generally small business people, we're not talking about, you know, Apple and Tesla here, you know, we're talking about folks who work really hard, have their lives invested in a business, and you're helping them make money and make profit and help build their businesses and employ more people. And, and I think that's what it's all about. Cause if you do that and you do that properly, then you, then your business grows. So, uh, you know, kudos to you, kudos to Matt. Uh, I follow you guys all around, which kind of takes me, kind of takes me to the question because you mentioned you've been on the road and uh, you know, my understanding here from what I've seen and from what we've talked about before we went on the air is, you know, um, America's best restaurant restaurant, restaurants uh, is really a it's a it's a it's a television program it's a video I mean to me when I watch it it's you know it's it's like watching something on television you guys have been out to I think either around 700 or north of 700 restaurants around the country which to me is amazing because I think you've done that in like a year and a half mm-hmm. um which means you've probably lived in a van <laughs> for, for that time. Um, I, rem- you know, that's kind of like being in the band, I guess. But why don't you tell us about? You know, you probably have seen more restaurants than the next ten people put together uh, in the last year and a half. Why don't you give us like, I don't know, some insight on what's the lay of the land, so to speak? What's the mindset in the restaurant business in all different types of businesses, franchised restaurants and otherwise, and. What are you seeing in marketing and helping? What could you share with the audience that might own a restaurant to say, hey, you know what? That's a little golden nugget I learned on Mastermind Minutes. I'm going to incorporate that uh, that bit of education.
1: Yeah, no, great question. And really what we've learned came from the 700 plus visits and more coming because we're not stopping every week we're on the road, but also the hundreds of restaurants that we work with on the marketing side. So we're well over a thousand plus restaurants. That's a pretty good sample size of what works, what doesn't. And what you saw behind Red Ocean, Blue Ocean, it's really a business strategy. And this is what we've kind of set the foundation on is Red Ocean is red because there's blood in the water. Everybody's fighting over the same scraps. There's sharks in the water. It's nasty, but everyone does the same thing. Blue ocean is blue because there's no blood in the water. The water's calm. It's just you and you know your fishing rod and a drink and you're chilling on the nice calm water. And what we help restaurants really visualize and understand is be in the blue ocean. Don't do what everybody else does. Great example. You and I are filming this Father's Day weekend is coming up. I promise you the majority of restaurants are pushing, bring dad in for dinner and they're pushing a brunch or a menu and it's bye, buy, buy. What we're doing with our clients is completely different. It's very simple. Hey, post a picture of your dad. Tell us a great memory. It's not selling. Well, those posts are going to get hundreds of comments. And we've heard, because we've done it for Mother's Day, we've done it for different events. The restaurants that do that, they've seen big upticks in sales. And it's funny, they come back and they go, why was this year higher than last year? We weren't selling anything. It's like, why? Because you were different. You weren't trying to shove something down someone's throat. You engaged with them. You were more top of mind and they're going to come in. Well, the Red Ocean, Blue Ocean strategy also fits with something that we have found, again, through all of these visits and discussions with clients and non-clients, is that the independent restaurants are never in a million years going to be able to outspend the big boys. You, you, you just can't, but you can outsmart them, and outsmarting them is doing Blue Ocean strategies, doing things different. Uh, being unique, building a database, nurturing it the right way—not just blasting a 10,000-person email list with one email to all 10,000. You know they're all different. If you can segment it, that makes a big difference. And one other thing that we've started to do is we're kind of numbers nerds, and we've got a an, an audit form, if you will, when we visit these restaurants. Whether we're just going out, my wife and I, to dinner. I've got a little form on my phone. All of our employees have this. And we'll fill out like a little questionnaire. We have found that there's six elements that really drive higher level success. It goes back to, again, you can outsmart. Number one is a mobile-friendly website. Everybody lives on these things. So great. Is your website mobile-friendly? About 75% of the restaurants we visit have that. So the other 25%, I have no idea what they're doing. Another aspect of it is, does, the, does your website have the ability to gather data? Now, you might get a newsletter, sign up, or you can do different things. But are you taking the attention from that website and gathering data? Or when someone visits your website and they're gone, they're, they're gone. Well, you just missed an opportunity. Another big one is in-store opportunity to get a database. I mean, we all have our favorite restaurants. That restaurant tour is spending time, energy, effort, sweat, equity to get somebody's butt into that restaurant. If you let them leave and you don't know who they are, you don't have the ability to personally invite them back. Huge missed opportunity. Only six percent, six percent of the restaurants that we have visited, worked with, whatever, in, a, in, in that thousand, actually have a system set up to capture customer data. And out of those 6%, only three actually have a system to ask customers to participate. It's really mind-blowing that you've got people who are there, they're enjoying your experience, and you let them leave without even asking them for a way to to get their their information. The fifth one is email and text automation. About 15% of restaurants have that set up. And the last one is social media engagement, which is about 19%. And when I mean social media engagement, not the same old, same old stuff. There are major corporate brands that have millions of followers that get hardly any engagement at all. And again, because they're the big guys, everyone thinks they're doing it the right way and and they're not. So what we have found are those six elements that when restaurants, no matter how big or small you are, if you're doing those six really well, you stand out, you're outsmarting or you're in Blue Ocean. You're doing things different to help stand out, and that's really the biggest thing, Gary. That's jumped out from our new media division and working with with, with restaurants that pre, during, and post COVID. Mm-hmm. If they're doing those six things well, they've got a database. They're nurturing it the right way. They can stand out, and we have seen it with hundreds of clients who not only survived COVID. They excelled in the reason why, because they were different. They did stuff other people didn't.
0: Yeah, I I, I love that. So while you were speaking, I, I wrote a couple of things down here just because I want to amplify or I'd love for you to amplify a couple of thoughts. First, first of all, I love the idea of you know, what I call the mouse and the elephant. Um, You know, yeah, you don't stand a chance. You're not going to outspend McDonald's. You know, if if you've got a small hamburger chain or one or two hamburger restaurants, you're not outspending McDonald's, never going to happen. I shouldn't say never, but probably never will will happen. So you need to be the mouse kind of running in and out of the feet of the elephant who really can't catch you because he's not nimble and you're nimble. And I think people in those situations need to play to that. And that requires that you think differently. So I I love that aspect. But, you know, one of the things I've heard Matt Plapp say, um, and and you alluded to it, but you kind of connected a dot for me He said, well, you know, he had a client, I think a client or someone said to him once, or he said, you can't pay the rent with likes and shares. Right. So when you talk about engagement, what you just said was being able to track and understand The engagement, the like, the share, and how it turns into someone coming into the restaurant and spending money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe because what was posted was not simply an ad, like you said, hey, buy this, but was something engaging on a human level, perhaps, or on a level that strikes a chord where it might be educational, it might be funny, whatever. So tell me, how do you connect the like and share to actually? getting somebody into the restaurant? What's what's the connection there and how do you track it?
1: Well, the biggest thing, likes and shares are great, but putting up posts that create engagement, comment, get people to comment. And then not only that, but taking that comment and integrating it into the system that we run to where now we are gathering their, their data and, you know, people are so afraid, oh, no, you know, we can't do this. And people are data centric. Well, that that game is way gone. Data is out there. Everybody knows it. We're not collecting credit cards or whatever else. We're basically just getting first name, last name, birthday, using their social profile to be able to nurture them and have a conversation with them. That's the biggest thing is yeah. having a conversation based on on who they are if they are a new, a frequent, or a lost customer, if you're a frequent customer and you've got your favorite restaurant and you go there every week, 52 weeks a year, you're pretty familiar with who they are, what they are. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm brand new, it's a totally different conversation. And that's really what we're looking to do. So it's not just the social post and yeah, the like and the comments, whatever, but it's taking those people who have engaged and putting them into our sequence essentially and getting that database to where now we know who Gary is. And we're able to talk to Gary based on your preferences, how you interact with the restaurant to be able to build that relationship. And that's really what social media is, it's social. Now, some of the old you know, folks like me where I still remember the old days of sitting down face-to-face and having conversations, that's great. Well, that's when you do social the right way,
0: that's what it is. It, yeah. Uh, well, you struck a chord there with me on a couple of things. So, um, I, again, just to to amplify, I think first and for first and foremost is the whole idea of engagement and conversation. So, I I know, like, I'm a pizza junkie, so I I have my favorite pizza joints, and if 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 I'm uh, if I open up my Facebook, for example, and I'm I'm on the feed of, or in my feed is some comment or something about my favorite pizza place. And maybe it's a new guest or a new customer that says, hey, my husband, I've been thinking about going there. Do I need reservations? What do you think? I'm a customer, but I'm a regular customer there. I almost feel like, hey, I'm part of it. So I'll comment, oh, the pizza's great. You got to go. Make sure you go on a Tuesday night. It's not crowded. Okay. So now here I am doing business for the the pizza place that I happen to like, so that to me is great engagement because it keeps it at the top of my mind and it and it puts a guest puts a guest in the limelight yep. uh, or or puts a guest in the queue. The 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 other thing that that you mentioned that I think is is very significant with respect to uh, social media, and I I was having these conversations with people back in. I'm gonna tell you 06, 07, 60708 when I was doing a lot of social media seminars uh, primarily with restaurant tours but not exclusively with restaurant tours and everyone as you say, they were selling and again, it was sort of the wild West back then because people really didn't know how to use social media um, you know they hadn't clamped down Facebook was still free so you know they didn't you know they they, they would actually spread the word without you know without Saying hey, you have to advertise, uh, but what I used to tell people is, here's what I need you to think about, and then I'd like your thoughts on this, and then we'll 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 wrap it up. But I, I used to tell folks, think about you know you've gotten you you were invited to a cocktail party, okay, and and you got there maybe a little bit later or late, and everyone mostly everyone else is already there, and you walk in the room, and there's all these little like groups of people talking, little clicks of people, and whatever they're talking, you know, and you try to nuzzle your, your way in because you want to you get involved. Well, you don't go in and grab someone by the elbow and say, hey, I'm in the franchise development business. Anybody here want to franchise their business? I'm your man. You would never do that. Right. You would go in and you would kind of listen a little bit, engage in the conversation. Eventually, hey, what do you do? What do you do? Oh, this is what I do. So engagement on social media to me should be no different than engaging with people you've just met perhaps for the first time, or maybe you don't see them that often. The same way you would engage with them live and in person at a cocktail hour or at a restaurant or whatever, the in, or in a networking session. That's how I view it. Is that like, am I on target? Is, is that maybe
1: I'm missing something here? No, I think you are spot on. It's a conversation. And it amazes me how many restaurants and businesses in general, obviously we focus on restaurants, but businesses in general, they will get comments on a post and they'll ignore them. Good, bad. And the the analogy I use is if someone came into your restaurant and they came up to you and they go, man, Gary, that stromboli was the best I've ever had. Would you turn around and walk away and not acknowledge them? And they're like, well, of course not. I go, well, that's what you're doing on social even if it's a simple thank you gary hope to see you again soon people focus if they do comment they focus on the negative ones they ignore the the positive ones but it's a conversation acknowledge people want to just feel like they're a part of something like you said earlier you acknowledge them it is a conversation whether you're old young or whatever this is how people communicate these days you know, I want to get a hold of my son. I call him. The dude doesn't answer the phone. I send him a text message. He replies in ten seconds. So I know the phone is there. So I can sit here and be the old, you know, crotchety dad who huh. complains, or I can just text him and go. I know this is how this kid's going to communicate with me. I'm just going to text him. Yeah, that's I, the way to do it. I hate
0: that, by the way. <laughs> I have I have people that I work with um, and colleagues and associates that. They have conversations on text I hate it i'm i'm I, I love text, but I hate having conversations that's another that's another conversation for another day so 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 just if you just join us we we've been speaking with Doug Smith uh, from America's best restaurants, which uh, is a digital marketing agency specifically geared towards restaurants and uh, I can tell you these these guys know what they're doing. Uh, And they've got a long, long track record of success and it's documented and they don't just pull numbers out of the air. They actually, their numbers are actually real, real numbers. Doug, I could talk to you all day about this stuff, but we don't have all day because it's mastermind minutes, not mastermind hours. Um, If people want to, you know, connect with you or learn more about your company, what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, My mobile's 513-535-9123. I'm available any time of day. My email is Doug at AmericasBestRestaurants.com. You can go to our website, AmericasBestRestaurants.com. Check us out. And, um, you know, it's, it's so exciting to be able to engage with people that are running these restaurants and these businesses and finding out their stories. It's so motivational to be able to know what these people are doing, what they've been through. And how they make a difference because restaurants, it's just, just just go eat. There are memories attached to these places and it's more of an emotional thing. And to have a direct impact on these, on, on these people and to be able to help them tell their stories and help them succeed for the next generation or two, where they can pass it down to their kids, man, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And just uh, for those of you who may be scrambling, trying to find something to write with, we will put, Doug's contact information uh, in the bio of the podcast and, and the webcast. And your closing comment, Doug, I think is spot on. Uh, you know, People need to embrace the idea that franchising, restaurants in particular, one of the largest employers in the United States collectively, uh, nothing to shake a stick at. Everybody thinks about you know, huge employers and Wall Street. Uh, what we really need to be thinking about is Main Street. And uh, your company really is focused on helping Main Street operators. And I commend you and Matt for that. And we need a lot more of it. So, hey, I want to thank you. And uh, it won't be two and a half years again before you come back on, I I promise.
1: I was going to ask you about that because I don't know how gray I'll be in another two and a half years, man.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll see you soon, Doug. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gary.